Second Timothy. We'll be looking at um, chapter three from verse ten to seventeen. And the title will be continue. You know exactly what it means once we start reading. Second Timothy three, verse ten going. Before I start, I know um I do get feedback from my sermons. And forgive me, most of my sermons will be my quiet time, so it details steady some time. For example, the table you saw last week asked to if you know the truth, Jesus said the truth will set you free. And for each of those topics I put down is something I'm studying. Because when we get to the truth, it will set us free. The one I'm deeply convinced and convicted about, if we know the truth about the Holy Spirit, and I shared with some of the brothers even after the sermon, if we do know the truth about the Holy Spirit, Satan cannot conquer us through sin anymore. And um, because he's a coward, he's a liar. Okay, and he makes us feel we should sin. Actually, we are going to sin according to the scriptures. But it worries me that some Christians who have the Holy Spirit in them are addicted to sin. That shouldn't be if you understand the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And one day probably we'll be able to teach that. The more I understand the power of the Holy Spirit as he lives in me, I must say the more I conquer sin. I'm not saying this to boast. I've never seen internet pornography once in my life. Some people do. I'm not saying I'm better than you because I'll have lustful thoughts as well. But when the Holy Spirit is active in you, believe me, Satan is even afraid to come. But that's another study we do. I'm so deeply convinced of that. That I think Christians do not understand the power of the Holy Spirit. And they give in to Satan's attack. And I'm not saying a Christian will be demon possessed because the Holy Spirit will not allow that. But a Christian can be demon influenced. And we need to be careful. We need to understand the power of the Holy Spirit for that fight. We're in a war. It's a spiritual battle. And we have all the ammunition. You have the Holy Spirit, God dwelling in you. Satan is a coward. He wants to take over. And we shouldn't allow that. The other thing I'm deeply convinced about, which uh, Vicky shared, if a Christian understands the power of grace, believe me, when Paul said, when he understood the power of grace, he worked harder than everybody. When we understand the power of grace, it gives us freedom. For it is for Freedom that we've been set free from by Christ. And so, again, Christians want to understand the truth about grace. To be free. We cannot be shackled anymore. We are Christians. We are saved by grace. And there are a lot of things on that list. But for me, those studies help me to live my Christian life. If you understand hell, the truth about hell, believe me, You will not want anybody to go there. And the Bible teaches that too. So, most of the things I share will be from my quiet time. And it's good for my heart. And it's good for all of us to share. 
by the book of Second Timothy, as I said, Paul is dying. He's in the dungeons. He's dying. He's trying to tell Timothy, these are my last words. I'm going. Take this seriously. Verse 10. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. The persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil doers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue. Keep going. Continue. Carry on. Persist. Keep it as stick with it. We are to continue in what we have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you have learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen to that. Amen. This is Paul writing to Timothy. He said, I want you to continue. Two points we look at today. We need to continue on what we have learned. And we need to continue in the Holy Scriptures. Paul really here is almost saying to, repeating 1 Timothy 4.16. Watch your life and your doctrine. Continue in what you've heard and learn the life and continue in the Holy Scriptures. Doctrine. Watch your life and doctrine. That's what he's saying to Timothy. He said, you know all about my teaching to begin with. My teaching. Wow. Today, Paul's teaching has become a bit controversial, hasn't it? Some people will tell you, again, relating to last week. People deny the truth of the scriptures. People deny that the entire scripture is necessary for our work as Christians. People will tell you, if you go into the Bible and you see the red letters, as they refer to Jesus, words of Jesus, don't follow anything else. So the words of Paul, who talks about, say, in Romans, homosexual acts. And again, let me emphasize, Paul is not condemning same-sex attraction. I think we confuse that. We confuse that concept. If we are attracted to somebody, same-sex or opposite sex, there's nothing wrong with that. However, if I'm attracted to a woman, and I'm sexual involved with that woman, guess what? And she's not my wife. I'm in sin, answer. That's exactly the point. Bear that in mind. But today, people are saying Paul didn't understand what he was saying. That if Paul was writing what he wrote today, he would write something different. Now, that has an issue with me because the Holy Spirit, according to the book of Peter, 
did what? Carried every person who wrote those scriptures. Yeah. The Spirit is eternal. That's why again we need to study the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is eternal. It doesn't change. So what was written by the Holy Spirit, revealed and inspired by the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago, or how many thousand years ago, will not be any different from today. So when people dismiss Paul's teaching, we need to watch out. We need to watch out. Our faith is being eroded. And Peter says, bear in mind that our lost patience means salvation, just as our dear Paul also wrote to you. With what? The wisdom God gave him. Amen. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which is true, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures. Paul's writings are put in the same categories as other scriptures to their own destruction. So Paul's writing, Paul says to Timothy, you followed, you know all about my teaching. Paul's writing is, is, is the Bible. Amen? Amen. And we need to take it seriously. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, he says. But what I received, I passed on to you as of first important. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Paul says my teachings were based on scriptures. And we need to take that seriously as Christians. Amen. That is important. And we need to go to the scriptures and know what Paul is talking about. Now, it may be difficult to understand. No doubt. It may be difficult to understand. But we need to wrestle with it. God will not give us something that he wouldn't want us to understand. We pray and we study. And God will lead us to the truth. Oh, and by the way, when you study the Holy Spirit, people think, God spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. When we do a study of the Holy Spirit, we need to correct that. The truth of the Holy Spirit is in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Nothing will be revealed to you that is outside the body of scriptures, believe me. The Holy Spirit came to give us knowledge and to give us power. The knowledge is in the body of scripture here. Amen. Amen. So when you say the Holy Spirit told me, I should marry Martin, <laughs> be very careful what you are saying. Yeah. <laughs> your feelings, your feelings may tell you you must marry Martin. Yeah. But just be careful. <laughs> okay. Just something, but when we study the Holy Spirit, and I think it's a topic we need to study, because it's so confusing. It is incredibly confusing. The very thing God gives to Christians, I, I look at Christendom, and it's the most confusing thing. Take Catholic. Where does the word come from? Universal. The church universal. If you are baptized and saved, no matter where you are, you are in the church universal, you are Catholic. Do you understand what I'm saying? And yet he's so confused. The word Pentecostal, the day of Pentecost, or charismatic, the gifts. If you receive the true Holy Spirit, you are Pentecostal and you are charismatic. If you're a disciple of Christ, you are Pentecostal and you're charismatic. Now, some people have hijacked those two words and use it somehow, but that's another discussion. 
Think of the Big Bang. Who came up with the theory of the Big Bang? Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. What's your name? Neo. <laughs> Did you know number four is coming? Matrix four. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bang was by a priest and the scientific community has taken it over and Christians now feel intimidated when Big Bang is mentioned study it Big Bang came from religious source and many other things I don't know where we got to that but my point is Christians get insecure about so many things whereas we do have the truth we do have the truth Paul said, you know about my way of life. Wow. What was Paul's life? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor. Verse 25, so convinced of this, I know that I'll remain and I'll continue with all of you for your progress and Joy in the faith. Paul said, I live for Christ and I live for the progress of others. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 1 Corinthians 9, though I am free from, free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Wow. Just imagine, so what is your life? That I'm a slave to everyone. That's my life. I'm a slave to everyone. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law. Okay. And he goes on, he said, I did this all for the sake of the gospel. And in 1 Corinthians 4, he says, so I ask you with all my heart to follow the way I live. The new life version. That's the message to and Paul is dying and he's reminding Timothy. He said, Timothy, you know about this. I'm just reminding you. Yeah. You saw it. You saw it. You saw my way of life. You, you, you knew about my teaching. You knew about my purpose. He said, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That was my purpose. I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection. That's what I live for. That was my purpose. And he's reminding Timothy, you saw this, you know about it. And you see, when I hear this, I'm thinking, wow, this is what we are called to live like. He said, look, I lied a bit where he said that. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. I haven't achieved my purpose, but I press on to take the hold of that which Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straying towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heaven was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have a goal. Let's keep going. Let's continue. None of us probably will reach there. But let's confidently 
know where we are going because it's important. Paul said, you knew about my faith. And his faith was in the resurrection. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is future. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are uh, we are of, of all people most to be pitied. But indeed Christ has been raised. Paul's faith was in the resurrection. Amen. Which is, by the way, one of the things when you think of people talk about conversion and they, they refer to the gospel for conversion, the Christian conversion. People who got converted in the gospel never saw the resurrection. What was their faith in? Our faith is in the resurrection. Amen. Even the category of faith, the people in the gospel didn't have it. Nor did they have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet been poured on them. Therefore, book of Acts really is where we talk about true Christian conversion. And therefore, we have a faith that is strong. So Christians with the Holy Spirit in you, you are in a different category. The scripture says the prophets were waiting for such a time. We are so special. And let's not abuse that status. My patience. Paul said he was patient because Jesus is coming back. He was patient for the redemption. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first result grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Philippians, our citizens is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're on a journey. Amen. And whatever happens to us here, we wait patiently. Our citizenship is not here at all. No matter what happens to you here, believe me, it's nothing compared to the glory ahead of us. So you are in this life and you may face challenges. Guess what? You are going to glory. We are heading into glory. So let's be patient. Amen. Amen. Let's be patient. You knew about my love, Paul says. And we know 1 Corinthians 13. That will be your homework. Amen. <laughs> Go and read 1 Corinthians 13. About love. Yes, if I speak in the voice of angels. Yeah. If I fathom all mysteries. Knowledge. But have no love. If I give my body to burn. But have no love. Paul says, Timothy, you knew about my life. Love is patient. Love is, you understand what I'm saying? Paul was so taught, see my life. And as Christians, we always, we read these things and we, we shouldn't just read it. We ask ourselves, wow, can we put ourselves in this? And how do we, how is our lives? My endurance, he talks about. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. Amen? Yeah. 
who raised the dead. Wow, have you felt the pressure? It makes you pray. It makes you pray. It makes you pray. I love this church. Amen. Amen. But I tell you, this church makes me pray. (laughs) You know why? Because I feel like we need to know more about God's word. And it's going to be hard work. I don't want us to do some petty studies on God and gospel, which is good for basics. But seriously, do we know the truth about grace of God? Do we know the truth about the Holy Spirit? Do we know the truth about Satan? Who has studied Satan? I did a study on Satan and his demons. It's quite scary. Satan is real. People dismiss, oh, it's it's a myth. Satan is real. And guess what? His one ambition in life is. His time is short, by the way. He's been conquered. Our faith is greater than him. But he's got just one ambition. To stop you from entering heaven. That's what he's there for. Satan is his demon. They just got one purpose. That Evelyn will not enter heaven. And guess what? They will deceive Evelyn. They will cause Evelyn to be ill. They will weaken his will against sin. Sometimes we are ill and we think it's nothing. Satan works. And if you have the Holy Spirit, again, people use the word deliverance in a, in a funny way. The Holy Spirit will deliver you from Satan. You better understand it. Satan can also, by the way, work miracles. So just be careful. Be careful. Satan can do miracles. Where did we, where we? Endurance. We endure, we are going home. Paul says in Timothy 2, Therefore endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Sometimes in endurance, let's think of others. Okay, let's, let's, let's share the gospel with others. Amen. Finally, Paul talks about his persecutions. Wow, there's a lot in there. My persecutions, sufferings, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra. The persecutions are endured. And I read these things and I'm thinking, wow, Paul is in a different league of pain. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, what? We bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth. The garbage of the world. Right up to this moment. Wow, would you describe yourself like that? If anybody tries to push you in that category, you will resist. Wouldn't you? And yet, this is what Paul endured. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Amen. Do outwardly, we are wasting away, yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. 
for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Wow. Paul says to Timothy, you are aware of that. You knew what was happening in my life. Our dear servants of Christ, I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rocks. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Put no stumbling block to anyone's path so that our ministry, I think I'm one behind. That I've labored and taught and I've often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Beside everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not burn inwardly? Paul said, These were my hardships and persecutions. And Timothy, you knew about it. And I'm going. I'm about to leave. Wow, what a life lived. Yeah. What a life lived. And when we are passing that button on, what will people say about us? We need to continue in what we've learned. We need to continue in the Holy Scriptures. Amen. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Paul says to Timothy, you knew the scriptures from infancy. Your grandmother, your mother, he came to you. Your father didn't have the faith, but I took you. I circumcised you. We went on the mission. You knew the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Parents, can I say something to you? I, I have met brothers and sisters in the church who have raised their children in the church. And their children haven't become Christians yet. And they despair. That is Satan's life. You have sown the seed. That's what you are meant to do. You have sown the seed. As to when it germinates, you don't know. Don't become God. And put time conditions on when it should grow. How from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures. Timothy's father wasn't even a disciple of Christ. God knew what he was doing. You understand what I'm saying? I always share my story. When I was in boys' boarding school, I come back home. 5 a.m. my grandmother would come and pray in my room. I used to hate it. It ticked me off. I'll be in a nightclub. I knew I had to rush back and be in my bed. Because grandmother would come and pray. Okay? And sometimes she finished praying and I'll jump the wall again and go out. Okay. <laughs> but so far as my grandmother was concerned, she was doing her best. She was sowing the seed, wasn't she? Yeah. And I rebelled and I came to England to study. And again, England is freedom to sin in London, for sure. And on uh, 14th of June, 1986, my grandmother passed away. 
Guess what happened to me last night? I took the Bible and read. 14th of June. I started reading the Bible. In November, I was invited to church by a lady called Claudia. In April, I got baptized. And here I am. When my grandmother died, or she was dying, what do you think she was thinking of me? I raised a grandson that is a waste of time. <laughs> so far as the faith is concerned. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have sown seed in your children. And in that time, they will remember. You haven't wasted your time. You have not wasted your time. They may reject it for the moment. Of course, Satan is working. But one day they will stand up against Satan and say, this is the truth. And Satan, you've had enough of me. I'm not going to obey you anymore. I'm going back to God. And sometimes in dark times, in dark times, people come to their senses because they have the truth. Last week at church, a young man came to me. I don't know him at all. And um, he gave me a hug. And he told me, He's going through some difficult times and he would like to look at the scripture. And you know what? I thought it's amazing. In dark times, that young man is seeking God. In dark times, people do seek God. So parents, don't give up the family devotional. Don't give up your one-to-one as you share scriptures. This is the only place your children are going to get this. Give them a good start. They may ignore it. Don't worry. God is well powerful. His word will bear fruit. He promises in Isaiah. It will not come back without bearing fruit. Amen. So sow the seed and wait. All scripture is God breathed. All scripture, not part of it. Paul scripture is God breathed. Peter says God breathed. Jesus is, you see what I'm saying? All scripture is God breathed. And sometimes we want to separate some. We choose what we want and ignore some. No. Is God breathed? Is God, God breathed into it. Now, when I was studying the Bible, I read the scripture. And after a while, so God breathed, and I used to be thinking, what else has God breathed into? God breathed every living things. You are alive because the breath of God is in you. And then I thought, what is able to teach, rebuke, correct, and train? Think about it. Who has ever taught you and rebuke you and corrected you and trained you? Probably your teacher. You see what I'm saying? It's not, um, a stone won't do that. It has to be something living. Yeah. So the scriptures is, it's alive. It's alive, as Hebrew says. The word of God is living and active. And guys, we need to have relationship with this living thing. When you pick the Bible, it's not just a nice covered thing. You are, you are having a relationship with God. It's living and active. He knows everything you are asking. He knows everything you are thinking. 
is willing to lead you to those things. It's living and active. And we need to have good relationship with the Bible. So when you pick the Bible and think, oh, another quiet time, put it down because you haven't got the right mindset. If you understand the Bible, you wouldn't think, oh, I'm about to have another quiet time. Oh, my goodness. Though I went through that stage. Okay. There will be a stage of chaos. That's before you become a Christian. Then there will be a stage where you become a Christian and you need to conform as you are being trained. Then we get to the questioning stage. It's a good stage. I think the mistake our church made is when people go to the questioning stage, they were shut up. And when you shut children up, what do they become? Rebellious. Then they rebel. You've just been a bad parent. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? We need to go through that stage where, yes, young Christians ought to be trained. Tell them how to have their quiet time. Teach them the basics. Then they need to get to a stage where they are questioning. Why did God say that? That doesn't make sense. He contradicts that. You understand what I'm saying? They need to go through that phase. And don't shut them down. Engage with them. Let them find the answers. Then they can get to maturity. I think our church is something where people never got to maturity. They were in the questioning stage. And we didn't allow them to ask the questions. Why can't Ed date a non-Christian? It's a questioning question. It's, it's a good question, isn't it? What is wrong with that? Oh, shut up. You know, you don't say that. Let's go to the scriptures. Questions are fine. Why can't we cast out demons today? It's a good question, isn't it? What's wrong with that question? It's a genuine. Don't shut them up. Go to the scriptures. Let the scriptures speak. Let them come to their own conviction. But we need to come to the point where we are fully equipped. For our faith. First of all. For our faith, first of all. That is important. We are not there yet, as Paul said. Not to say we are there yet, but you know what? We are striving to that point. And as I said, when I say I pray for Birmingham Church... There are a lot of questions to be answered. Mm-hmm. There are genuine questions. Whatever the past we've gone through, but God will answer it. Yeah. If we are humble, yes. if we are humble, yeah. if we are loving with each other, we'll get through this. Satan will not win. Yeah. Satan will not win because we'll have the Holy Spirit, we'll have God's word, and we want to be like Jesus in love, in unity. That's what we aspire to. Let's go for that. So, fine. Continuing what you've learned. The life. And continue in the Holy Spirit, the doctrine. Thank you very much.